0: Hello, everyone. I'm AMD, and I am so happy to be all up in your earballs today, as usual. You know, I have been sort of working on like transforming my way of living in the last, oh gosh, well, I want to say the last year and a half, but like specifically what I wanted to like share with you is you know, how I've been transforming the way I show up in the world regarding like going to the grocery store or what I'm buying or not shopping on Amazon anymore, you know, alongside with a lot of the other things that I'm working on and how to show up in the world differently. But, you know, I'm really, really concerned about our environment um, in general. And I, I've been very aware of climate change since I was a young person because um, my aunt and uncle, who are a married couple, are both environmental scientists and I've been learning learning about climate change through them uh since I was about 10 years old. And um and so, you know, as I get older and I read about what's in store for the next generation and the generation after that, it's just really terrifying. And um I'm very concerned about our plastic consumption. Um, and to the point where I, you know, I recently had a nervous breakdown in the grocery store because all I saw was like plastic and overconsumption and, um, you know, I just despise the deli section. <laughs> so, um, uh, <laughs> with all the meat it really fucking bothers me, uh, and the meat section, you know, specifically the meat bothers me, but, you know, I just wanted to share a couple of things of what I've been doing. Um, and it's also something I've been wanting to like write about and add to my blog on my website. But, um, so basically I have stopped going to major grocery stores. I'm only going to farm stands, farmers markets, or co-op grocery stores, which are typically smaller. And this one co-op store that I go to, you can like bring your own containers and fill up nuts instead of buying a bag of nuts and you can do the same with your coffee you can bring a container and put coffee beans in it um and i the this particular store also has um because i do enjoy half and half in my coffee they have half and half that comes in glass jars and it comes from a local nearby farm where the the cows are grass-fed etc and i'm very fortunate where i live there's a lot of healthy farming around here um because i'm in a pretty rural area um and then you like bring the glass jar with the half and half back to the store so that it can be reused because the majority of the plastic that we are using is not recyclable and a lot of containers um like they they're like paper containers that like milk and half and half come in and juices and whatnot like are coated with plastic and they're not really necessarily recyclable either and so yeah it's just something you know, it's definitely like a step-by-step process. It's not happening overnight, but I've made a bunch of changes, including I don't buy gluten-free packaged pizza anymore. I have decided to start making my own from scratch. So... Anyways, um, let me know what you think about that, and and what types of things that you've been doing to sort of make a difference as far as sustainability um, with consumption. And you know, our guest today, Riv, is someone who also shares in some of these um, thoughts that we're talking about, and she will be elaborating more and in a very in- much more intelligent way <laughs> than I am as well of some the importance of these things. And so um, and I'm just so excited for you to meet this new guest. Honestly, I have been looking forward to speaking with her um, since I asked her to be on the show. Um, She's extremely talented, very funny, very interesting um, and just one of the best performers that I have seen yet uh, as far as. her aesthetic and how she, uh, puts her shows together with just so much thought and, and so, so entertaining. Um, I can't wait for you to learn more about her without further ado. Here is Riv. Hello everyone, I'm AMD and I have probably the most exciting guest ever in the history of the world. Um, Riv is with us today and if y'all don't know who Riv is, you're about to find out and you're about to be obsessed as I am. I can absolutely promise you that. But first, before we talk to Riv, I just want to remind you all beautiful people out there and thank you for your donations and remind you that this is a listener-funded podcast, at least for now, until we get like Tons and tons of money from major sponsors that are, of course are ethical brands. But if you are a regular listener and you love this podcast, because I know you do, then you can send us your tips to paypal.me forward slash yes a stripper podcast. We also have donate buttons on yes a So without further ado though, let's get into who Riv is. Hello, Riv. Thank you so much so much for being here with me today. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh gosh, you are so welcome. Before we get like into the whole story that is you, can you please tell the audience what your pronouns are? Uh, Yes, my pronouns are she and her and they and them. Lovely. Thank you so much. I literally am obsessed with you. I know that sounds weird because we've never actually met before. No, um, we, we've danced on a virtual show before. Together. Right, right. But that wasn't like, hi, how are you? Who are you? What's your deal? It was just like, yeah, you're hot. And then, you know, we're so busy, like doing the things for the show, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm obsessed with you. Sorry. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, your your performances are next level. They're, they're, they're so good. So when I was going through your account today, I was wondering to myself, how have I never seen this person perform? Cause it looks like you're friends with, um, several people here are in Los Angeles. That's where I was for a while. Where, where were you pre pandemic? Where were you dancing? What were you up to? So
1: pre pandemic, um, I actually hadn't danced for probably, oh uh, gosh, I don't know, maybe like a couple years, maybe three. Yeah, yeah, a couple years, and then before that, I was at Star Garden.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that makes-
1: that's yeah. I was at Star Garden. I danced at Deja Vu. I danced at Bear. I danced it. No, it was called Skin, not Bear. I, oh, one of those two. Yeah, like a like a handful. Oh my! I've I've worked at some really weird places that I feel like you have to go like to. I don't know, Van Eyes to like find out like what it is.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Why do you suppose you chose like the the like out like the non-mainstream or like the kind of out-of-the-way clubs?
1: I'm not sure. You know, I also danced at Candy Cat and mm-hmm. then gosh, I can't remember them all just because it's been like you know, a couple of years. Um, you know what? I'm not sure. I think I might've just known someone there and they were like, mm-hmm. Hey, come check this out. Mm-hmm. It's really low key. And I was like, okay. Cause I, I definitely like the clubs that are more like a bar and that are a little mm-hmm. bit more relaxed. Cause I, I worked at Sam's and holy crap. Did I not fit in
0: <laughs> Sam's half bra, right in downtown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, I'm the tiniest person in here. <laughs> And I, I like look, I look like a stick on stage compared to all these like thick, juicy women.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never, I've never worked there. Um, I have n- i can't even remember if I've even been there proper, you know, to Sam's Soft Bra, but I've, I've heard all about it and it just sounds like such an intriguing, really fun place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. So you really like kind of moved around a bunch of different places. Sounds yes, like, good. yeah. Yeah. How on earth have we never crossed paths IRL? I don't
1: know. I think it's weird because I feel like we know a lot of the same people, but have never, I don't know. It just might be just one of those things where we just, you know, just kept on passing each other somehow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in, in looking at your account, I, I'm just so in awe of all of your different performance pieces. Um, I particularly love the one where you're like a little girl at Halloween and you go into some lady's house because she's like, oh, the candy's inside. And you go inside and then like she attacks you and you kick her ass basically. Mm -hmm. Like, like where are you coming up with the ideas for these things? And you have such a plethora, like it's so many different styles of sets and like Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Props that you're using and like, like what's going on in your head? I love it. I'm obsessed. So for that particular
1: performance, um, my best friend actually came into town and we sat down probably an hour before the show started. And I always have like some kind of like, you know, vague idea of what I want to do. And then I'll, I'll, and then I'll go into more detail or somehow I'll figure out some more stuff as the time comes closer to, you know, performance. Sure. And so with that one, uh, I was like, oh my gosh, it's Halloween time. Let's do a psycho killer thing where, you know, you, you try to kill me, lure me in with candy, Mm -hmm. um, you try to stab me with a knife. We have like a we have a kung fu scene. We choreographed a kung fu scene, and and then I we even bought pumpkins and completely like turned them into jack o' lanterns. We turned one into a dick jack o' lantern and then one to nice. a regular one, so I so I could put it on top of her head. And we just we we decided we wanted to make a mini movie, and we're like, right. fuck it, let's do it. And so um, my friend is just uh, super creative. Uh, She is one of the funniest ladies I know. Um, I think her stage name is Celeste. And uh, right now she's not even a dancer anymore. She's a microbiologist.
0: Wow. And
1: she is learning a lot about plants and um, about sustainable farming. And uh, she's definitely one of the people I look up to um, as as for the performance stuff, I'm a photographer. So I got a shit ton of props, girl. Okay. (laughs) I got props out the ass Uh, for a minute. I didn't take photos. Um, and I was like, man, I gotta get rid of all this junk. I got way too much junk. And then the, then the shutdown happened, right? Then, um, Susie, Susie B sketchy from, uh, Cool cats online Mm -hmm. invited me to be on a show and I had danced in like, you know, two years and a half. And I was itching, itching to perform. Like I felt like a part of me had died and I was like, fuck yes, let's do it. And from then on, it was just like this opportunity uh, to just be as creative as I possibly could. And this brand, I created this new persona I just kind of blossomed into this new person and I'm making art again. And I'm almost like, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Right. I'm doing doing this period.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Like you're doing something you really, really love and you're getting paid for it and you're with community and you're doing something good for other people. Like, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And I just like, okay. So, <laughs> so the reason like I invited asked you to do a podcast with me was because I saw you on cool cats online and I had remembered seeing another, you know, your performance when we did the show together. But when I saw you on cool cats online, like gosh, I don't know, three weeks ago or something now. Um, I was just like, wait, what? Like you were just killing it. And then you had, the um stupid hot cooking show video debut and i was like at that point it was kind of towards the end of the show and i was like sort of like walking around my house and i was like i'm going to bed i'm going to turn this off soon but i left it on in the background and as i was walking through the living room it was on it had kind of just started and i was like what is this i was like this is cute and funny and i stood there and i started watching it and the more i watched it the more I needed to continue watching it. I was like, oh, I have to watch this whole thing. And it just kept getting better and better.
1: Thank you. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. (laughs) Can you tell everyone what is this stupid hot cooking show? So the Stupid Hot Cooking Show
1: is me making food with um, myself. Uh, I'm going to be making food with other dancers, other sex workers. And so we make food. We act silly. It's, it's all improvised, um, except for, you know, the little bits of information, because I definitely like to educate people about, you know, um, things I care about. Uh, Like sustainable farming, recycling. I mean, there's going to be so many subjects. It's just like an opportunity to be stupid, funny, sexy, and educational.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what for me, it was like literally like, oh, this is a life goal of mine to be sexy and funny and to keep people's attention and then teach them about important stuff. And I just never got around to it. And then I was looking at this video and I'm like. That's literally like my dream come true. Thank God somebody is doing it. So like, how was it received by an, by your audience?
1: Um, I think it was, it was positive. I mean, a lot of people, they're my homies and also they're they're like my fans. Um, but for the most part, I got some genuine responses and they were like, dude, this is really funny. Yeah. And then then also, you know, of course, some feedback on how to make it better and, Mm -hmm. Um, I filmed that thing with uh, with my my partner helped me film it with a phone and yeah. it was one of those nights where it's like okay if we don't do this now I will never do this right so then I just did it right and I was super happy and so um, the editing part so it took three hours to film sure. five five fucking days to edit
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. But
1: that's only because I'm learning how to edit.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you, okay. Because you, I had saw in your post that you had edited it yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, c- whatever. It's like to me, because I edit a lot, but you did such a good job. I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, she's an editor too on top of all that. You know? So, yeah. It, yeah, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm like watching YouTube videos and I'm like, Fuck, I should have watched this first. I just spent an hour trying to sync up the audio with this clip and I could have just pressed a sync button. Yeah. <laughs> so, like the learning <laughs> process, the the time that I'm taking to like learn and yeah. And
0: etc. <laughs> yeah. And so just to give people some context, like, I'm just going to explain, like, what I saw. It's, like, you in lingerie in your kitchen with a huge butcher knife cutting up random vegetables. But my favorite part and like, making a salad, right? That's the cooking. That's this particular episode is you're making a salad, which the fun – it's funny because you know, it's really easy to make a, the, a salad. But also, like, <laughs> you just – <laughs> the way you're cutting the vegetables and you just threw like big chunks of vegetables into a bowl like just where do you come up with this shit
1: i'll be honest with you girl i was drunk one wa- i was like <laughs> drunk off some wine and i was like fuck i don't want to do this anymore i'm tired let's just fucking film this shit and we'll just get it over over and done with and naturally when you're drunk drunk people are funny so yeah I was just, like, crush you know chop 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 and then throw it in the bowl, And I'm like, let's just fucking, let's just keep going. Let's, let's yeah. keep going. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I would like to go to bed now.
0: <laughs> I showed um, my mom, I made my mom sit down and watch oh, the whole <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, But I will say the inspiration behind it is I was going through my phone and sometimes I try to find like, you know, personal videos for uh, my only fans. And I found this video of me wasted off my fucking ass. Like I had Got home from like a night of drinking and I was cooking eggs. And it was just, I was like blackout drunk filming myself.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: it was really, really freaking funny. And I was like, my God, I should really like, I don't know, do something with this. And then I think I let like a whole like year, no, no, no. I let a bunch of time pass. Um, Yeah. From, from that video. That video was probably filmed like a year ago or longer. Mm. And then I was like, God, this is really funny. I should do something with this. And then I thought about it for like eight months and then finally did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you did it. I'm so glad. And so, and at the end, this, this is what got me. It was the very end And it literally gave me chills and it's giving me chills now to think about it. When you finally dance and like sexily eat the salad, you start talking about the environment and plants and how you should be eating sustainably. And that I like, that's when I lost it. I was like, okay, done. I need to know more about this person. So like, I'm I'm super glad that's your favorite (laughs) part. (laughs) Oh, it definitely was. Cause like, whatever, like hot chicks, you know, we get to see them online a lot, but not like. Really getting this point across about like what's happening in the world, you know, and so you had mentioned um, a little bit earlier in our conversation just now that, you know, sustainable farming and whatnot is important to you. So can you elaborate on on those things? Uh, Yeah, so.
1: I bought all those vegetables, except for the asparagus, not the asparagus. What the hell was that stuff? Arugula Mm. um, from the farmer's market. And I do my best to try to get sustainable farming um, products because they use the least amount of resources from the plants and animals. So um, sustainable farming practices are rotating crops, growing a variety of vegetables in a small area, and then also... um, biodiversity for the soil. And so that can be planting uh, cover crops like clover to add more nutrition and more stuff into the soil, or Mm -hmm. just even taking compost and sprinkling it on top of the soil. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but the soil is alive. It it literally, there's a community happening within the soil Mm -hmm. and healthy soil means healthy plants healthy animals healthy water nutrition that gets added to the fruit and vegetables and the most important thing is when you have healthy soil it sequesters carbon mm. it will literally pull carbon dioxide out of the freaking sky and it will trap it for like 30 years so we so agriculture like modern day agriculture is responsible for a quarter of greenhouse gases and we could literally lower the temperature of the planet now just by increasing the health of our soil
0: okay so why don't we just do that
1: um well because well, we do do that. We do both. Well, we um, what it is is that a lot of these companies, a lot of these really large companies, they make more money just doing modern day agriculture. Nice. And uh, a lot of these large companies are responsible for a lot of the uh, climate change. Uh, they're right. responsible. They're uh, responsible for recycling. Um, uh, and a little bit about recycling. If you look underneath. Uh, the packaging, you will see a recycling sign. So that is public domain. Anyone can use that. So right. you really have to look at it. There's, um, a, there's a bunch of numbers. There's one, one to five, one to nine. I know there's a bunch of numbers, mm-hmm. but the important numbers to look out for are one and two. Those are the only ones that you can actually recycle. Okay. The rest of them just indicate what type of plastic it is, and you cannot recycle that.
0: Right. I'm so glad that you said that. And also, I, when I ask, like, well, why don't we just do that? It's because I feel like they're like, what are we going to do about climate change? And you're like, let's make the soil better. I just feel like they don't like they're just like the simplest thing that they could do that that the people that are in power could do and the people that have like access to these large pieces of land could do and don't, you know, and so it's just it frustrates me to see very little being done when it's like, it could be simple things, you know?
1: Well, we can all do a little bit ourselves, right. especially if you have your own property, you mm. can actually, you can start composting. You can start, stop, you know, eating less meat or stop eating meat completely. Yeah. You can buy from the farmer's market because it's good for you and it's good for, um, it's good for the economy. It helps right. small businesses and it helps. Um, yeah, it helps you grow like crops within your region. Cause you're not, you're not having these big trucks driving things for like two days to a grocery store. And then you, you buy that stuff and then it's like rotten a couple days later. Right. If you buy stuff from the farmer's market, that stuff stays good because it's picked that day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely been trying to change a lot of, um, like I refuse, I refuse to walk into a grocery store. I've I'm, I'm done like the major, like the really big ones. I go to a co-op now, or we have farm stands around here where I live now. Um, and like yesterday, my mom's like, I'm going to run into the grocery, like, let's go to the grocery store. I said, okay, we'll go. And I'll like sit in the parking lot. And then we got there. She's like, "Okay." I said, "I'm not going in there. I'm sitting here. You, bye. You go in, because I will have a nervous breakdown in the grocery store. It gives me stress."
1: Yeah, and yeah. and also and also like at a farmer's market, you're outside. It's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's more COVID safe, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, and I'm so actually like so pleased that you brought up the recycling thing as well, because what I think a lot of people don't understand is like only 10% of our plastic is getting recycled 10%. And I didn't know to look for the numbers one and two until you just said that right now. So thank you for that information.
1: I, I literally bought some butter and it says just wash and recycle. And because you're supposed to wash out all your items. And then I go and I look underneath it and it has a five. I'm like, I'm going to call them and I'm going to complain. I just haven't had a chance, but I totally want to just to see what their people will do, you know? Right.
0: Because they're like, you can recycle this. And you're like, no, you can't actually. That's so misleading. Lying ass liars. (laughs) Yeah. That's so (laughs) fucked. Sorry. I just got really mad about that. I know. I'm
1: like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, you can put a five on that shit, but don't tell me it's recyclable when it's
0: not. Right, right, don't right. Gaslight me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Okay, so speaking of food, you did a performance recently where you wrote on a cake. Where are you really from? Um, I only saw a clip of it, so I did not see if you actually what you did with the cake. I would like to see that. Um, But I wanted to, I just wanted to talk about the inspiration for that particular performance. And, you know, I'm sure that you get asked that question a lot. And I'm, it's terrible that people are so ignorant. So, um, and I love that people raise awareness around these things. So I was hoping that you could share a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So um, when you, look different. And in this country, this is supposed to be a country, it's a melting pot, so it's supposed to be a diverse place. But if you look at the TV, if you look at the advertising, if you look at pretty much anything, the hero in the story is always a white male or a white person. And when... People see that all the time, especially in places that are, you know, that don't have a lot of diversity. Um, I lived in Arkansas Mm. and I only saw um, white people and I only saw black people and I didn't see anybody in between. And often I got asked if I spoke English and um, it, it just was like, wow, you guys have never seen people that look like me. Mm-hmm. And so when I ask this question, it's because we're not being represented in the media. Mm-hmm. And so and when we are, we're the we're the donut shop owner, we're the, you know, the caretakers of the children, we're uh, the, you know, the massage, you know, person, love me long time and people that it, it brainwashes people, it programs them into thinking that, you are this identity because i've i've been watching tv and this is the only way i've seen you and mm-hmm. so often people will associate um an asian face as a perpetual foreigner even if you were born here even if it, uh, english is the only language that you speak even if you you know you love everything american uh you because you know The only people that are truly like from here are Native Americans. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, and, and people forget that they forget that. And so I think that um, it's just raising awareness that Asians are, they're individuals and they are people and they are, they are interesting and they are, yeah, they're everything. So whatever, whatever race that you're comfortable with, the face that you see every day, just know that any other face is going to be, I don't know, just as much of a person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. And that goes for,
1: and that goes for any people of color because Mm -hmm. I don't know, you'll be surprised. People only, a lot of people, they only hang with their people.
0: Yes. I, I'm not surprised actually. <laughs> um, I see a lot of that and I actually live in an area that is very, very white and I'm, uh, extremely uncomfortable being around so many white people. I'm extremely uncomfortable. I even made a comment about it to my mom yesterday. Cause we were running errands and we were out and like, everyone is white. And I'm just like, I feel really uncomfortable being around all these Trump supporters. And she's like, how do you know they're Trump supporters? I'm like, just know, I just know it. And I feel really uncomfortable being out in public in the area I live in, um, because there's very little diversity and it makes me extremely uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And yeah, it's, and when you're in Los Angeles, I don't know if you're in Los Angeles, but we're like in this bubble,
0: you know? Yeah. I was in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. You're in a bubble and You just don't know how different it is outside of here. There's so much privilege here. Like you can just smoke weed. There's, you can just go get Korean food. Mm. (laughs) You can just, yeah, there's a lot of culture that you can, you know, just take in over here. (laughs) And it's not like that in other places. And so if they only got the TV that's educating them, you know, when they finally do bump into someone, they, you know, they don't treat them you know, the way that they would like to be treated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the media is so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's like how a lot of us and it's still now in this generation are raised by like looking at screens and like listening to what, you know, people in powerful positions are saying, you know, it's such a powerful tool and it it can be a dangerous one as well. The media.
1: totally. I mean, even even as uh, I'll be like. I don't know. I'll have a thought. I don't even know where the hell it came from, but it'll be like totally prejudiced. And I'm like, I'll stop myself and be like, where the fuck did that even come from? <laughs> right. Like, Jesus, like we've been spoon fed this stuff at such a young age. And I'm like, oh, that was racist. Why did I have that thought?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I had a. Just a little side note, I'm preparing to have a conversation with one of my white friends soon. And I started texting with him last night a little bit, like prepping him, like a conversation is coming, you know? And, um, and he said, one of the things he said to me is, I just don't have any racist thoughts. It's just something that never enters my mind. And I was like, and that <laughs> in and of itself is problematic. We are going to have a conversation, but not over text. We will talk about this soon. (laughs) Like, you can't. Yeah, because – and then I said to my mom today because it was swimming around in my head and I was like, what makes you exempt from the rest of us that you're the only one that wasn't affected by the way we've all been raised in this country? What makes you think that you're above what we've been programmed to like the things that we think? Like, oh, you've got it all figured out, you know? That was what irritated me. Anyway, sorry, that was totally like a sidebar about me and my friends. But
1: hey, okay, I got friends like that. They're like, <laughs> There's like racism doesn't exist. I'm like, dude, ah! you're you're fucking white.
0: What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like,
1: just just get inside my Asian woman body and, <laughs> and watch my DMs flood with the weirdest fucking shit.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um. Do you get a ton of DMS because you don't have enough followers and you need more followers. You need like tens and hundreds of thousands of followers. <laughs> Why are you well, not famous yet?
1: <laughs> Cause I feel like Instagram hates strippers uh, and yes. they shadow ban the hell out of us. And then now they're getting crazy with the music. Mm-hmm. And so I understand musicians, um, that is their work and they work really hard to make that music and they deserve a lot of money for the music that they make and that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. But damn instagram is being so uh i don't know they'll just like just take your take your video down it's like oh this has copywritten music and it's like dude i'm literally writing down the artist and the name you know if anything this is like free advertisement for their music for more people to enjoy this and i'm doing like a performance so it's like a like a mini music video for
0: you right exactly
1: yeah, Instagram is just uh, tough, and then also I don't really know how to use Twitter. I'm working on it, and <laughs> yeah, yeah I just it, it's just a working progress. Yeah. hopefully, hopefully it will be easier in the future.
0: Well, the thing with Twitter is like, and now it's also like TikTok, and it's like, well, you have to be big on TikTok, and aren't you on TikTok and Twitter? It's like, how many fucking platforms am I supposed to manage? TikTok can suck my dick. Those fuckers okay. hate me. Mm. I will.
1: I I will be like they just don't like any of my videos. I'll be, I did one performance where I was pretending to do cocaine and I was completely fully dressed and it's not even cocaine. I was pretending to do cocaine and they just <laughs> ripped that shit out. And then a video where I'm dancing in lingerie, I'm not naked. And they're just like, you're naked. And I'm like, I'm clearly not naked, but you let these other people in bikinis. Like, I think it's because I wasn't TikTok dancing. <laughs> mm, I think yeah. That's what the, the artificial intelligence is looking for it's like are you doing tiktok dancing because if not you know shadow ban you
0: yeah but there's like a lot of like not dancing videos from tiktok and i've seen like some pretty outrageous stuff and i just think it's so interesting that they like let let kids get away with like stuff that you're talking about probably kids are doing like way crazier shit than what you're talking about and they're able to get away with it it's the adults are being policed and the children aren't it's very confusing very backwards so
1: i wonder if there's a way to like pretend i'm 13 so i can get away with some content
0: probably (laughs) yeah there probably is um, and I hate that they don't like your videos because your videos should honestly be everywhere. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um. And so speaking of that, like, do you have any aspirations of acting or anything? Because, like, you're um,
1: sick.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no.
1: No. <laughs> 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 I feel like acting. I mean, I don't know. Okay, I gotta give props to them actors. They do some unbelievable shit. It yeah. takes a lot of conditioning and and hard work and rejection and time and money and classes and everything to be an actor. That yeah. is it's it's a job. And I remember my old my old roommate was an actress and I just watched her just, I don't know, be unhappy all the time. And okay. I was like no, fuck that. But if I just fuck around with myself on my cooking show, I'm, I'm happy with that. And then also yeah. doing the virtual shows. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. happy to act on those any day.
0: <laughs> well, you do. So one of the things you did with your friend is um, a slow motion, like, fist fight. Yes. And, like, you made the, like, faces. Like, your jaw was moving around. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. That was
1: inspired by this episode on third rock from the sun. They just start. Did you see that
0: episode? I love that show. I love that show. So yes, yes, I know what episode you're talking about. Yeah.
1: And I I remember I watched it recently and they were like slow motion. I'm like, that shit looks real. I'm like, I'm going to do that on one of my shows. And then we ended up doing it. And so it was like a little bit of third rock from the sun. And then also the matrix. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And oh, my God, it's fun. It's just fun to, to pretend to do things in slow motion. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It was hilarious. So like your house, it, you have all these different sets in your house, like all these different scenes. Like what in one episode or one show episode, you like ripped open a pillow and it was just like fucking feathers everywhere. And then another one, you're like pouring sriracha all over your body or you like you'll have a cult circle with your with jasmine your blow-up doll behind you like laying in it it's like just constant production like what's it like in your in your house it's just your studio right
1: yeah um i just live in a regular apartment um (laughs) i ripped out the carpet and there's beautiful cement underneath this carpet I recommend that you talk to your landlord before doing so and which I didn't do. So I'm like, fuck it. You'll find out when I move out. And, um, I, as a photographer, i like to uh, make, I just make little, I set up every corner. So it looks like I could just, you know, stick a model in that corner and take a picture.
0: Wow. Um,
1: also I like, I like things to be aesthetic. It helps me with my mental um, state and, Mm just wake up and see something that is beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, just makes my day better. And it, and, and then the added bonus is that I got a good background in these shows.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. And are you doing any more shows coming up or are you taking a break or how's that going?
1: Um, I think I have a show on the 19th, but I, I, think it's with, um, it's BDSM Femme. And it's with Justine Cross. And so it is an all women's space and mm-hmm. it's for women and trans women. And yeah, we just do, she has giveaways. Uh, we talk about sex <laughs> and we have performances. And then also this month is uh, Justine's having like something like crazy, like 21 freaking events all throughout this month. And there's like wow. a bunch of cool ones. There's like a couple ones that I really, really digged. Uh, that I was like I'll pay money I'll go to that because that's interesting because I'm always down to learn more about BDSM.
0: How do we find more about these events coming up?
1: Um, I think if you go to Justine the Justine Cross um, in her bio she'll have a a link and then yeah uh, yeah, even like Wang Newton is doing an event Um, uh, Midori, Auntie Midori will be talking about um Practical Practices, Uh, Ooh, Between the Worlds, Kinky Rituals, and let me click on it so I can finish reading it, (laughs) and Magic Play. I don't even know what that is, but I'm all about-
0: Magic Play.
1: Yeah, witch shit, so
0: Mm, I'm curious what that is. Sounds interesting. I love it. Um, I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. So just go to her, yeah, go to her Instagram, go to her Twitter. It's the Justine cross and yeah. And her link, she's going to have just a a bunch of stuff going on for pride month.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for letting us know. Want to be fabulous. Just like these strippers pay attention. It's stripper tips.
1: So if you got
0: stinky shoes, girl,
1: (laughs) stick them suckers in the freezer. And if you leave them overnight and you know, they come back out there will smell good. So you won't have the stinky stripper shoes. And another thing is don't take shit personal. Mm. You will go into a club. You will talk to hundreds of fucking people and you may just not be their bag and that's okay. And that's the thing to just remind yourself of they're going in for a particular um, fantasy and If you really got your stripper game on, then you will just, you know, psychologically just turn yourself into their, find out what their um, fantasy is and then lie to them (laughs) 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 and just be like, oh, I am that, you know, or... But if not, um, that doesn't always work because sometimes you're just not a blonde, you know? Right. Sometimes you're just not a brunette. Sometimes you're, you know, it is what it is. So never take anything personal because you are fucking perfect. You are a perfect being. And to always love yourself regardless of, you know, whether someone is, you know, wants you or not. doesn't matter, fuck them.
0: Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for Four For One. If you could be any condiment, what condiment would you be and why? Sriracha. I have a feeling you're going to say <laughs> that. Why sriracha?
1: Cuz that it's delicious, it makes your food taste better, it's literally will sting your vagina.
0: It's it's some good stuff. <laughs> so it's been on your vagina.
1: Yes, it has. Uh, I poured an entire bottle over my body. I will say I did – the bottle was almost empty. It only had like a quarter left, and I filled the rest of it up with tomato sauce because I was thinking maybe that's a good idea, but tomato sauce burns too if you, like, leave it on your body for a long time. Really?
0: Oh, yeah. I guess the the acid in the tomatoes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did see that performance with you with Sriracha, which inspired me to ask you that question. Um, (laughs) What would be – The best afterlife scenario for you. Afterlife.
1: Like dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So I believe when you die that you literally become yourself, you become source and you go back to the big blue sky. And then from there you get to do, you know, have your choice of getting back on the ride again. But I would say, um, best case scenario is that I get to reincarnate with the people that I love. Mm. Or maybe I just get to float into space and just watch shit go down until I'm ready to get back.
0: Yeah. I, d- but, I d- Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you use the word source. That was really, that's what got me. If everything is paid for crew lights, etc. what movie scene is your ultimate fantasy to act out?
1: so that is uh i have a dream i have a dream <laughs> um so i had this crazy ass fucking trip in new orleans and imagine everything possibly wrong going like happening on this trip and it's 10 days and all kinds of shit goes down and so i want to make a movie called HoCation. and so these stripper movies that have been coming out are whack as fuck I was so disappointed in hustler. I, me and, um, and, um, fuck, what is it? Leona Skywalker. We Mm. dressed up like strippers to go to this freaking movie and we go and we see it and we're like, this ain't what happens at strip clubs. (laughs) No, I know. so it, it was a, it was a beautiful story because there was like a, a, you know, the relationship story was really cute, but overall it was a drama and I was, I was hoping for some like hyphy freaking stripper shit, you know? Yeah. And so I want to make a stripper movie.
0: <laughs> Got it. I love this idea. And what's it called again? Hocation.
1: The Hocation. I love it. Um, my best friend who is also my, uh, my, my duo in all these freaking performances, Celeste, um, yeah we had a cre- we call them ho like hey let's just go somewhere and spend some money and be some hoes and, and also strip in that city right and so we just we hoe it up and, <laughs> and anything goes cause um, yeah she's a crazy bitch I'm a crazy bitch and when you put us together uh, fuck I don't know the weirdest craziest stuff happens
0: I love it I don't, know. I, don't fun.
1: Know, I don't know if you have a friend like that like you everyone has that one friend
0: I have several. I have several of those. I have several. Yeah. Those are good friends. To yes, add. I know. Okay, last question. If you could choose any animal to be your best friend and go with you everywhere of their own free will, it's a very important part. What would they be? A bunny. Oh. So cute.
1: I love, I love bunnies.
0: Yeah. They're so, so cute. Gentle.
1: They're They're so gentle and they're, I feel bad for them. And I also love them. I love (laughs) that you have to earn their respect. They won't just love you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're like, leave me alone. Please don't eat me.
0: (laughs) That's so cute. Thank you so much. You did excellent for the four for ones. That was Awesome. I just want to, before we close up with Riv and find out all the ways you can follow her, because you definitely should be following her to just circle back and remind you that we are really loving your donations and we would love it. If you'd like to donate more, if you haven't already, if you love this show and you listen regularly you can go to Paypal dot me forward slash yes And your money goes towards paying new hosts that are coming up very soon and for paying guests, present, past, and future. So once again, that's PayPal.me forward slash yes a stripper podcast. So Riv, can you please tell everyone where to follow you, including like OnlyFans, like your subscription stuff, all of that?
1: Um, so you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and it is uh, Riv R I V underscore Escape, and my OnlyFans is the same OnlyFans uh, Riv underscore Escape, and you can also follow me on YouTube. And I don't really know how I'm still learning how YouTube works too. That that's like a whole a whole world, but yeah, this the stupid hot cooking show. Is, yeah, stupid hot cooking show.
0: Right. And you spell hot a little differently. It's H-A-W-T. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I also spell God that way too. I love
0: it. (laughs) I love it. I spell cool different than everybody else too. It's K-E-W-L sweet. It's so much better. I think it's so much Way. better. Like yeah. Even cooler. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for telling us your story and, you know, introducing yourself to the world, um, via this show. Um, it's just such an honor to have you here. Honestly, thank you.
1: And thank you for having me. And thank you for giving me a space to shout out and thank absolutely you for helping strippers girl and helping sex workers. And helping women
0: yeah thank you i brings me great joy every day things like this so thank you and thank you to everyone for tuning in remember to tune in every wednesday okay all right bye Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. Find out more on Instagram at Period Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at Yes, A Stripper Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Yes, A Stripper Pod. Please like, subscribe, and rate Yes, A Stripper Podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.